Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. All right, friends, it's the second episode of the day. This one's the short one, and I seem to have forgotten my glass of water, so that means it's going to be even shorter. This is the weekly preview show special edition of Fantasy NBA Today on this Monday afternoon. Hopefully we've got a little bit of injury news in the tank, although, look, let's be honest, we'd uh, we'd all like a little bit more. Um, but we're going to be making a bunch of calls as we head into the week. Lots of guys, key guys with questionable tags tonight, guys that are coming back partway through the week. There's all kinds of stuff, but let's get right to it. I am Dan Bespris. This, again, is Fantasy NBA Today, a sports ethos presentation. Please do take a moment to like, rate, subscribe, all of the stuff, all of the things. Again, I don't want your money. I want your time. And with that time, I would love it if you guys hit hit like on something, anything at all. Uh, it all moves the needle. I assure you, every single one of you is important. Every time you hit that button, it actually does matter. If you're finding me for the first time, you can also find me on social at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S, or just Google search Dan from Sports Ethos. And it'll pop right up there on Twitter, as we again, somehow, some way, approach 20,000 followers. I cannot believe that that's true, but here we are. Also, big contest going on in my Twitter feed right now. Chance to win 10 Sports Ethos subscriptions. There are 10 on the line, so go find that over there. Uh, we'll be running that throughout the week, and then we'll do a drawing towards the end of the week, and folks will win. If you uh, don't have a basketball sub, you could get that. If you want to try Wager Pass or DFS or baseball, it's coming up here. Football is winding out. we got a lot of things you guys can pick from, depending on whether you are a winner or not. All right, so here's the thing. Quick weekly overview suggests, and when I say suggests, I mean is, the Phoenix Suns are kind of the only team that really needs to be talked about by themselves this week because they are the only team with a two-game schedule. As it goes, this is a weekly lineup type of decision, as it goes weekly lineup style, basically if you have a top 50 player or better, that's a guy you start in a two-game week. If it's somebody outside the top 50, typically that's someone that gets the, the punt to your bench. Uh because there's usually someone with four games out on the wire that could do more. Now, thing is about the Suns, there are three main guys right now, and I'm not talking about Bradley Beal because he's never playing, apparently. Uh, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Yusuf Nurkic, all three of these guys are actually inside the top 50. Nurk, with some better percentages lately, has pushed himself up to number 43. So for Phoenix, you just start them all. It's a really easy one. Super simple calculation on that. And otherwise... You don't have to worry too much about it. One thing I did want to do this week that's a little bit different is share with you guys a streaming grid, which this is a great uh, reason for those that are listening to the pod to come join us over on the actual uh, YouTube side going forward. This is the streaming calendar. It's one that I made up a long time ago, and the great Andre Lemoche has been updating it over the last couple of seasons Basically, and you can see as we've been filling in some of the sort of color coding on this, this is every team's schedule lined up horizontally so you can see what it looks like on any given week. I've shaded in very light yellow beige-ish all back-to-backs over the course of this week, and this is such a wonderful tool we have for fantasy passers over at Sports Ethos 
You can play with that, around with it because, again, Excel, super easy. Uh, or you can just use it as is. You're not going to be able to use it for the rest of the year from this show because I've zoomed in specifically on this week and a little bit of next week. Let's be honest, you're getting a little bit of both. But this is just such an unbelievable tool. And if you're ever wondering, when I've done these shows in the past, I'm often looking at this very calendar as I'm going through the show. So, for instance, you're coming into this week, you're trying to get off to a quick start, a very fast zip, 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 up and down the calendar, boom, right there. Memphis starts the week with a back-to-back in Oklahoma City, in New Orleans. Uh, there are a few options on the Grizzlies team that make sense on back-to-backs, with, of course, the caveat that John Morant is actually set to make his season debut tomorrow in the second half of that back-to-back. But guys like David Roddy have been doing more lately. They've played in back-to-backs. Vince Williams has been playing in back-to-backs. Santi Aldama. These guys are all dudes that you're not using in a one, you know, they play one out of every two or three days, but two games in a row That's a terrific way to get your week off to a games-heavy start and work it out from there. If that's not enough for you, there's other ways you can analyze it. So let's go through some of that. Long streaming, for instance. You want to do four games in six days. Atlanta, Brooklyn, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, Houston. I'm scrolling and I'm reading. Indiana, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Grizzlies. The Timberwolves, it goes on like this. Uh, The Sacramento Kings, Toronto, Utah, all of those teams go four times the first six days this week. So maybe you want to pare it down a little bit more and look for teams that are going three games the first four days this week. Well, great. I can do that for you as well. Um, Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Boo, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Front door was open? Just found that out from my nanny. I think that my... <laughs> I think that my kid, when he went to his my my uh, his grandma's house, they may have just left the door open on their way. Um, kid, th- things that are going three times the first four days. Chicago... Cleveland goes four to, uh, three and four. Indiana, Clippers, Lakers, Memphis, Minnesota. So, you guys, in Utah, there's so many options if you want to get your week out the right way. So, here's what we're going to do on today's show. If you are streaming one roster slot this week, your decision is relatively straightforward. You can go Monday, Tuesday with Memphis. Then you're looking for a Wednesday, Thursday. There you have them on your screen. Chicago. Cleveland, Indiana, Clippers, Lakers, uh, Timberwolves, Magic, Jazz, all go Wednesday, Thursday. 
If you want to go Friday, Saturday after that, you've got a bunch of choices again. Atlanta, Brooklyn, Dallas, Denver, Golden State, Houston, Sacramento, Toronto. And then if you want to use your fourth and final move on Sunday, well, that's silly because nobody plays on Sunday. If you're using your move at that point, you're using it for a team that's playing on Christmas on Monday of next week, which, of course, Lakers and Celtics are going head-to-head, Mavs and Suns, Warriors uh, and Nuggets, Philly and Miami, Sixers and Heat, and then uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the New York Knicks. Those are your games uh, on Christmas Day. So that would be if you were doing it uh, for a Sunday move towards next week. If you want to up the difficulty setting on your weekly stream, you think about what you do if you had two players to stream. So in that case, now you're looking for a couple of teams that go three games in four days to start the week, meaning Monday and Wednesday, Thursday, or Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday, which I guess only makes sense if Memphis fits that mold. They do. But you have a lot of choices there as well. But you can pick up two players, use two moves today, of any team that goes three in four. So basically what I'll do here on your screen is I'll highlight the first four days of the week. You look for any team that has three games listed in there. Chicago, Cleveland, uh, Indiana, Clippers, Lakers, I've lost count already, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, uh, and Jazz are your choices there. Then you look for teams that are going twice the rest of the week, which basically means then a Friday, Saturday back-to-back. You can use two of your moves there. We've already talked about which teams are Friday, Saturday back-to-backs. Then you're out of moves for the week, and you just kind of have to hope that you have a good start to next week, or you save it and you use some moves on Christmas Day next week. But that would be sort of the one setting up difficulty if you're streaming two roster slots instead of just one. So this is what I use when I stream. This document that you guys are able to see or that you're hearing me talk about if you're listening to the pod after the fact is known as our streaming grid. It's available to all Fantasy Pass subscribers. You guys can have access to the entire season on here as opposed to just me zooming in on the one little chunk of time. As far as what players to look at on those teams, well, it changes day to day. You know, with Memphis, it's the same kind of thing. Like, you're you're looking at a Grizzlies team that's going to get John Morant back next week, or uh, tomorrow, rather, not next next week, next game. But then if you're looking at, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Chicago, we don't know if Alex Caruso is going to be in for those games, or Torrey Craig. Cleveland, I guess you have a pretty good idea who's in for them. Indiana, do we get more on Tyrese Halliburton before tonight? Lakers is another team that's got guys questionable tags pretty much all the time. So for me to like point out ahead and say, oh, Minnesota, they play Wednesday, Thursday. A guy you should be looking to stream there is Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Troy Brown Jr. I don't, like, what if Anthony Edwards is back? Then that team isn't super interesting. Orlando, do you want to stream Goga when they start there back-to-back on Wednesday, Thursday? We didn't really talk about them because they don't have a game earlier in the week. But this is the type of stuff you're going to want to do on more of a day-to-day basis. Just stay on top of it. Look for where the players that are fringy but a little bit more successful. Uh, and then put those pieces together and you are good to go. I want to take a moment here in the middle of this show to give a quick shout-out to Derek Ball, who uh, is busy until a little bit later on today. He was unable to join us for this week's episode. Should be able to get something going next week, hopefully on Sunday, because there are no games on Sunday and then Monday is Christmas and how many of you guys are really going to want to watch a weekly preview show on Christmas morning? Remember, the games start first thing in the freaking AM. Uh, Derek, of course, is on Twitter at DBallBball. He writes the week ahead for Sports Ethos, and he has his awesome weekly thread 
that you guys can all get uh, access to. That's on Twitter. That part is very much free. So make sure to go check out D-Ball, B-Ball, and we will have him back on the pod here shortly. Uh, let's stop sharing that screen. That's the streaming grid, and that's basically how you're doing it this week if you're trying to stream either one or two players. The other thing I wanted to talk about this week just for a moment are some of your decision matrix stuff on uh, good players, call them top 100, 125 range or higher, that are questionable going into the week. Uh, Joel Embiid came out this morning. He's dealing with uh, some hamstring tightness, which is only surprising because he hasn't had to play in a fourth quarter since December the 8th. They've beaten up on some truly awful teams over the last four ball games. So he's had like, you know, basically a 10-day break from having to play in any competitive basketball. And overall, frankly, the Sixers are on one of the very, very easy scheduling runs of all time where it went Wizards, Hawks, Wizards, Pistons, Pistons, Hornets. And now Bulls, also pretty damn easy before they finally have Minnesota on the 20th. Um, if ever there was a game for Embiid to rest, it would have been any one of the last four. So this one presumably is a real injury if it's coming up now when they're actually playing a slightly more competent team. If he's out, you're rolling Paul Reed for one ball game. But in terms of, like, the week, what do you do with the week if Embiid is out? Well, that's a little bit of a different monster because... Uh, Philly is only a three-game week. Do we think that this is something that lingers? I don't know. Minnesota-Toronto, the only other two games, and then, of course, they're back uh, on Christmas Day. You're probably starting Embiid regardless. Questionable with hamstring tightness. Feels like you're going to get two games out of him, and he's a top player in the entire league. Anthony Davis, similar story, but the Lakers are a four-game week, so even if he misses their game tonight against the Knicks, you're probably getting two to three games out of him. Same story for Tyrese Halliburton, four-game week for uh, for Indiana. So I think worst-case scenario, you're getting two. More than likely, you're getting three, maybe even all four. Luka Doncic apparently is under the weather. He missed shoot-around with an illness. He's been so beat up lately, and this game up in altitude is going to be kind of a tough one. So honest to goodness, I don't know. He might take it off. They still have three games left the rest of the week, so Luka's a start. Pretty easy calls there at the top of the board. LeBron is questionable, four-game week. Send him into your lineup. Kyrie Irving, out. Bench him. We have no idea when he's coming back. LaMelo Ball, same story. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich was... uh, He's listed as questionable for the Hawks with a tweaked ankle. He's been unbelievably healthy so far this year. Four-game week for Atlanta means you're probably getting three, so go ahead and keep him in your lineup. He's been incredible. Terry Rozier, probable. Start him. De'Aaron Fox apparently did participate in shoot-around. He's still listed as questionable for their ballgame tonight. And the reason you have to worry about this a little bit is that, you know, it's a late ballgame, so we might not get the update on Fox before they uh, the early games tip. But that's a four-game week also, so you're probably getting three out of him or maybe even all four. Go ahead and start him. Evan Mobley's out a while. Bench him for also a while. Charlotte Hornets. Um... Just a three-game week, and Miles Bridges was not allowed into Canada. So you're getting two games out of Bridges this week. And he's right on that, like, 50, top 50 border. So you kind of just have to ask yourself, all right, Miles Bridges in two games. He's averaging about 20 and 7. Can I find someone on the wire who's going to give me 10 and 4, basically? Because if the answer is yes on decent percentages, then you have a better option on the wire. And that's why that rule kind of comes into play. Basically, right around that top 50 mark is where you can sometimes find a four-game guy 
who can do better in four games than a top 50 guy can do in two. But again, as you work your way up the ladder to someone like a De'Aaron Fox, you're probably not finding somebody on the wire who's going to give you 60 points and 18 rebounds and 26 assists even in four ball games. Sorry, and 13 assists. What am I talking about here? Nine boards, 13 assists. You're probably not getting that in four ball games out of somebody. So that, again, is the calculus. Jalen Johnson out. Miles Turner, I didn't even realize he was questionable. Dealing with uh, some hamstring soreness, uh, both, apparently. Um, I think he might miss two games, which makes me a little bit nervous, but two out of him would still be just barely enough to get it done. Anthony Edwards, um, also it's kind of after effects of this hip pointer that hasn't really gone away. I think you're probably getting at least three out of him, so he's a start. Mark Williams, I think you've got a bench. He's doubtful for their game today. Uh, just a three-game week, so down to two games most likely, so that's a no. Clint Capella dealing with a left knee bone bruise. That could actually sideline him for a little bit. They're playing an early game today, so hopefully we'll get an update on him before their start in about two and a half hours. My guess is that he's going to be ruled out. I would probably bench him. I know that uh, Hawks do have a four-game week, but Capella's not good enough to roll the dice that it's only one or two ball games. You can probably find somebody better. If he plays in three, then yeah, you probably end up losing out on that that play but what if he gives you a zero that's the other side you don't want to lose the week if you can sacrifice a couple of rebounds and a blocked shot to make sure you don't take a goose egg you do it jamal murray is probable for the nuggets uh that means he's a go so go ahead and drop him into your lineup he's number 75 in nine cat right now yes the championship hangover is real malik beasley was uh, ruled out of their ball game yesterday. He's been out for a couple in a row with this nasty respiratory thing that a lot of folks are getting, myself included. Uh, Bucks, I believe, are, what did they say? Are they a three-gamer or a four? I already forgot. They're a three-gamer, so um, I think you probably have to bench him if your lineup's locked today. I like Beasley, but if there's any chance he misses one of the three games this week, then he's just simply not going to be good enough. Kyle Lowry has already been ruled out, and guys are coming back for the heat, meaning his job's about to shrink, so go ahead and get him on your bench. D'Angelo Russell, probable. Get him in there for a four-gamer. Derek Lively, this one stinks. He was in a walking boot. I think you got to bench him. I know the Mavs have a pretty good schedule this week. Uh, with a four-gamer, including back-to-back, -back, there's a San Antonio in there. That'll be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think you, we may be down to two from Lively, and that simply won't be enough. So unfortunately, he's a weekly bench. Zach Levine bench, Mitch Robinson bench, Darius Garland bench. Uh, what else we got? I'm just going through Yahoo's board to see who's in and who's out. Alex Caruso, dude just cannot last. He keeps playing these 5, 12, 13-minute games and then leaving with injury. He went through shoot-around, so, you know, he might be in there. And the Bulls have a good schedule this week with a back-to-back -back middle of the week against his old team in L.A. or at home to L.A. They've also got the Spurs. Their defense is lackluster. I'd love it if we got a good report on Caruso before the game in Philly tonight, because if so, I'm starting him in a four-gamer. But if he gets ruled out for this one, no. John Collins in Utah, uh, questionable. And that ball game is not until 6 o'clock Pacific time tonight, so we might not get a report on Collins before we got to lock our lineups. This one may end up hurting if we bench him and they play, because Utah's got a good schedule, but I just don't know how you take a shot on that, considering he's been dealing with an illness for frickin' 10 days already. You gotta believe he'll be back for at least three games this week. 
But I don't know that three of Collins is enough. He's right around the edge of the top 100. You might be able to find somebody with four that can match him, basically. Maybe. It's close. But again, I think if you can avoid taking the shot, you avoid it. Gordon Hayward in a three-gamer is also pretty close to a bench. Um, with Miles Bridges out for one of them, that's that's probably a good sign for him, but he's also questionable for their game in Toronto with an illness. So probably try to bench Gordon Hayward in a weekly league. If you have someone, anyone at all, with a four-game week, you can, you can sub in for him. Jalen Duran, you're leaving out. Uh, KCP, you're leaving out. DeAndre Hunter, I don't know that you were starting him anyway, but he's questionable, so probably leave him out. Even if he's playing, you could probably leave him out. And uh, Marcus Smart, you're leaving out. Tari Eason, you are putting in. He's been awesome lately. Uh, Houston as a four-game week, and I like everything that I'm seeing there. And that is your lightning round edition of our weekly preview show. We didn't want to go too deep. I want to make sure everybody has enough time to get their lineup set. Um, let's see if there's anything. Anybody have any weekly lineup decisions yet? Hmm. What do we got here? Nope, 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 nope. Should I drop Bradley Beal to stream his spot? No, try to hang on. I think he's going to try to get back in, in about two and a half, three weeks, which should be, you know, for someone who's probably going to end up in the, like, 60 to 75 range, that's not, and I know it's been just this total season from hell, but at some point, like, try to separate the rest of the season from this injury, and I know that's impossible, but if he's really back in two and a half to three weeks, that's the length, That's very much a length of time you should be willing to stash someone of his ability. Um, so I would probably stick with it there. Should I drop Kelly Olenek or Asar Thompson for Onyeka Okongwu? Um, mm, it's amazingly, I'm probably dropping, I'm probably dropping Thompson. But I'm not sure that either one of those guys sticks in the starting lineup as their teams get healthy. So that's why it's kind of like a either way. And lately, Olenek's been putting up better numbers, so that's probably just the way I go. See if there's anything here. Uh, <laughs> Pratt says, I'll watch on Christmas Day. Yeah, man, you know, for me, we're, ordering, we're doing the old uh, order Chinese food and watch some movies. <laughs> uh, old joke about Jewish families on Christmas Day. Um, I don't know that any of these other questions are actually weekly lineup questions. So again, if you got questions that are not weekly lineup stuff, throw them in the comments after the show. And uh, everything else it looks like is trade stuff. Maybe I'll, one day I'll do a trades show. I'll just come on here and I'll, you guys can yell trades at me and I'll, I'll analyze them. Would you guys want to see a show like that? Make sure to drop a few likes on this thing. Post it in the comments if you'd like to see a show where I basically just come on as your uh, like your trade oracle. I'm not going to have any graphics. I wish I could have like burn, I'll burn a cauldron of sage in Kyrie Irving's honor and just let the, let the smoke fill the room. And then I'll give you my, my oracle on trades. That seems like a fun idea. Actually, I kind of want to write that down before it falls out of my head. Ideas for future shows. Where is this? We'll call it the, uh, the Trade Raiders show. That'll be fun. 
Here's a good question. Should we bench Herb for the week? Weekly lineup show. Um, that's a very good question. He's been cold as ice, and it's just a three-game week. Yeah, I mean, I think if you can find a four-gamer who's been hotter, I think I would do it in a weekly sh- in a weekly deal. You know, traditional head-to-head, you play him. You know, daily head-to-head, you play him. Roto, you probably do leave him on your bench for now until you start to see some good signs. Any thoughts on Markel Fultz? Yeah, if you've come this far holding him, you probably just want to let it go a little bit longer because it sounds like he's starting to inch closer to coming back. But I've said it uh, about 15 times on the pod I don't think he's any better than top 90 this year. I feel like that's kind of where he maxes out. Uh, and so that's, you know, you're thinking about whether or not that's worth it for your team. For streaming, should I drop Dante Exum or Josh Hart to pick up someone up on the back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday? Um, I think I would drop Josh Hart. I know I, Josh Hart has better rest-of-season appeal than Exum, but Exum's been hotter right now. Guys in that range, you're just going to go with Hotter. And that, I think, is where we're going to pull the plug on the uh, start-sit type stuff. Again, I want to keep this show very start-sit focused. If you've got questions, put them in the comments. And we'll just wrap this one up fast. Thanks for watching, everybody. Let's enjoy the week ahead. Good luck. Get it rolling. And again, if you have any questions about the um, Premium Pass, if you want to get your hands on some of them streaming tools we've got floating around over here, you can throw those in the comments as well, or come find me on Twitter at Dan Pespris. Quick Eve show. Lightning fast. Lightning fast. Remember, like, subscribe, hit a Manscaped with coupon code Ethos20, and I will see you guys over on social tonight and back on the pod tomorrow. So long for now. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.